Mark Howard has been training business owners for over 20 years with online business tools and strategies that help them grow and succeed. If you want to grow your business fast and save time, then keep listening. If you want to grow it even faster in less than three months, then visit www.businessmachine.biz. And now, here's Mark. G'day, this is Mark Howard from The Business Machine, and in this episode, I get to speak and interview Steve Jebson, the business doctor in my books. This is the one man you need to go to if you want your business to succeed. I'm not talking just online, I'm just talking about in every single aspect of your business. It doesn't matter if you're a startup business or if you're already an established business. The information that you're going to hear in this interview is pure gold, and trust me, it's something that you're going to want to listen to. Did you know that you can get even more from Mark Howard, including mini marketing sessions, one-to-one sessions, and even access to his private VIP Facebook group? Interested? Then head over to www.patreon.com slash business machine and check out the different memberships he has on offer today. Okay, so my guest today is uh, Steve Jebson from The Business Doctor. Steve, hi and welcome to The Business Machine podcast. Uh, before we get started on this podcast and this interview, would you just take a couple of moments just to let the listeners know a little bit about yourself and about your business, please? Hi, Mark. Thanks for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Um, well, what can I say? I'm originally from Sheffield, and uh, for my sins, I am a Sheffield United supporter. It's not been our best year, but I guess I'm not the only one that's feeling that way. No, no, um, definitely not. <laughs> I, I, my business is called Business Doctors, and I try and help um Ambitious business owners grow their business, make more profit, uh, and love what they do. Often, um, it's really lonely being uh, the leader of your own little business or even your own large business. Um, and you know, having someone to talk to, someone to talk through uh, the strategies and plans you have, is really important. And I, I'm, I'm a great big fan of uh, having a plan because um, you know, any goal without a way, without a plan is just a wish. And um, you know, most businesses don't have that. And uh, you know, that's, I guess, what drives me. Yeah, I mean, definitely. One of the things I was talking about, actually today I was doing some social media work for someone and the, the phrase that came to my head was, you have a, a plan to fail or you, you fail to plan. And this is where I see people like yourself come through. It's, it's not just about the online stuff. It's about every aspect of the business uh, and what a business coach and mentor does. And working with you uh, over the last year, you've opened up my eyes, not not just the online stuff, but to everything that you know business coaches actually do. So the biggest biggest question at the moment, or the, the biggest thing at the moment, of course, has been the COVID-19 pandemic that's been going on. That's affected virtually every single business around the world. I, I know for myself personally, I've actually seen an increase in business with people trying to get online, you know, quickly and, and do things quickly which as you know is, is virtually impossible to do in a short amount of time but in your experience what do you see is the biggest challenges for businesses during the pandemic at this moment in time um i, I think it's really interesting because i think it really depends on the business and the business owner uh, i mean ultimately 
nobody knew what was coming, right? And nobody knew the rules. The mm. rules at which a business had operated and had been pretty stable. You know, you could open when you want, you could close when you want, you could employ when you want, you know, you could deliver, you know, everything you did didn't really have any kind of regulation or rules around it. So actually where businesses fell over was, frankly, the rules changed and their ability to adapt and change with it. Now, within that, there's some huge transformational shifts. You know, the fact that shops weren't open and therefore online and digital became so important. The fact that there was scarcity. You know, we've, we've never been through a period where you couldn't get anything you wanted all the time. And I guess other bits about worry about your family. You, you know, it's really difficult to split business and, and, and personal. And actually, when you've got so much pressure around what's going on at home, you know, maybe you've, you know, old pair, aged parents or whatever else it might be. So it's, it's really difficult to say, but I mean, being able to adapt, being able to be flexible has been critical. Um, but the other point I think is, is actually just deciding to do something and inertia this, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? Um, I think held businesses back. But every business I spoke to at the early part of, of lockdown was, well, what am I supposed to be planning for? What am I supposed to be doing? Uh, the answer was pretty simple. I know as much as you do, let's lay the cards down on the table. What is going on? Okay, well, your usual routes to market are changing. How do we adapt to that so that you've got equally sufficient beneficial routes to market? You know, And I, and I work with a client who, whose business was traditional retail and had hardly ever played online. Mm. His online business is now five times the size of his, his retail business. And, you know, his his challenge has actually been keeping up. Um, and I've got others that have closed, you know, others that basically became zombie companies and are now only just beginning uh, to reopen a couple in hospitality that, you know, frankly, couldn't do anything. Now, again, they tried their little shop and they tried their doing food parcels and they went into takeaway but actually I think some of the time certainly one of them it became just being busy to be busy come back to how much money am I making how much money is it costing me you know how much effort is it yeah because um, that's the bit that's going to make the decision in the end I, I think you're absolutely spot on there I mean the people being able to adapt and change has I've seen one of the biggest problems that people have been doing and a lot of there's been a lot of negativity about the pandemic and about, and about COVID nineteen in general, but from a positive point of view, it's actually opened up people's eyes and almost forcing people to having to adapt and change as well. Yeah, I I, I think look the um, I, I I sort of genuinely personally struggle with uh, lacks of positivity, partly because uh, there's always options, right? There are always options, um, and actually, if you can't think them, get some help to find those options, and you're not unique. Most businesses are not in, in singularly unique that there isn't somebody like them doing something that you could learn from. Yeah. And so you're either a victim, right, and everything's done to you, or actually you're going to take a bit of control about what you do and you, you, you use that to move forward. Now, that doesn't mean times haven't been tough. You know, um, it has been tough. You know, people have been unwell. People have had, you know, real losses in their life. And this emotional thing is, you know, cannot be underestimated. There have been some enormous financial pressures, you know, there's been people with landlords who haven't helped and people with banks that have not been as helpful and people who have not been eligible for support from the government. So, you know, I'm not trying to discount any of that. Uh, I just always believe that life is a two-sided coin, heads or tails. And then, and in that, there are always options. And there are people who will, uh, businesses are, frankly, not working. And retail's full of it, right? The high street is full of businesses that are going to fail. 
but they were failing before all that's happened is it's been accelerated and perhaps um you know sometimes the best medicine is your first cut your, your biggest cut your first cut's the best one um so adapt change be um flexible be nifty on your feet um and ultimately stay really close to your customers because they obviously decide your fate now i know that we've spoken steve uh, about my own business in particular you know as a business doctor uh, talking about exit plans for example and a lot of people don't even consider exit plans in their business until i i'd say it's probably too late that's in my own personal opinion now i'm looking at an exit plan over the next uh, possibly 10 years that's what i'm looking at which you know as well it's i don't make a any um uh, what's the word i'm looking for what's the word bones for? about it thank you very much bones about it to anybody but what uh, advice would you give someone who is looking to take on a business coach business mentor such as yourself um i i, I guess uh, there's 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 usually a few stages upon which you you reflect upon your business and decide that you might want to talk to somebody about getting some help you know and and, and business coaches and i hate the phrase frankly but you know even the best athletes have a coach Right, and many of them have three or four coaches for different parts of their performance. Uh, so usually it's around something around performance. So, you know, it could be you're starting your business, you don't know where to start and you want to start properly. And, and I've helped many clients do that uh, and, and putting the right rigor in place and the right structures in place and the right conversations in place so that actually you accelerate your learning curve. Because, you know, at the start of a business, part of what you're doing is learning. Right. Does this work? Has, how does this work? Uh, and many business owners start their business being great at something. They've been perhaps had it as a job. Um, well, you need to be bigger than that and better than that for it to be a business. So that, that's one thing that usually comes to mind. Um, there'll then be the businesses that, frankly, they, they've sort of hit a brick wall um, and they don't know what to do next. And some things about choice, about how do they scale, how do they grow. Uh, and again, that that's somewhere that, again, I'll come in, unpick with them what their strategy has been how their performance is and 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 help them reflect on how to move forward um they'll also be the one the businesses that are doing really well and actually the owner wants to make sure that they continue to do so and actually a problem shared is a problem halved and that review once a month of you know what's going on in their business reflecting on what their strategy looks like and i'm working one with one now who's hugely successful um and actually is just more worried that success is going to disappear if they don't make the right decisions and so you know again working with them to work through how that strategy moves forward uh, but you raise selling your business i mean you know i i have many businesses that i've helped sell and i've never seen one do it that quick you know two years is mm. pretty quick because yeah. um, you need a history of performance um, you know when people buy a business they're generally looking at a few things and one of them is con consistency of earnings you know, and if you've got a bouncy P&L, a bouncy profit line, you're going to have to be able to explain it, right? And actually what you're trying to do in a business sale process is just develop the best story you can about your business so that you can get the best value for it. Ten years is a great length of time to do it because, you know, frankly, you can structure it in a way which shows that the plan's working and shows that the plan can continue. Three to five is usually an average. Um, and that's just because you need to build a business that's not about you. At the heart of most small businesses and even medium businesses, the challenge remains that they're in something what I call the owner's trap. The owner is everything. Without them, there is nothing. They've not developed the management below them to be strategic, to be able to think objectively about the business. The management below them just do. Um, they've not 
allowed people to take parts of responsibility, delegated responsibility around sales or operations, customer service, customer relationships. So actually when they come to sell, uh, it's a really simple task. What, what, what really good buyers will do is they'll ask you to fill out um, a questionnaire of what you've been doing for the last six months. What's your diary look like? And if you've been, too, been doing too many operational meetings, and now that it's you know it's your Monday sales meeting, it's your Monday operations meeting, it's your Tuesday customer service meeting, you know that kind of frequency stuff. Then they look at it and go, actually, there is no value in this business without you. Uh, so that's not a business. And I think the, the the final point, and and this is where you and your expertise partly comes in, is don't build businesses, build a brand. Mm. Brands are more valuable. Absolutely. Now your yeah. business is an engine, right? It needs to be really smoothly running it needs to be i call it the profit engine um but what will really make it sing and what will get you the most you can for your business is frankly a brand a brand which has loyalty embedded in it trust embedded in it equity embedded in it and an ability to stretch you know and that's what people look because they want to bring a number of businesses together or take advantage of your customer base well you know if your customer base is transient not loyal there's no value in it so Build a brand and build a brand that means something, uh, and be really close to your customers. You know, my my, my point just a minute ago. Uh, I've I've yet to work with any of my clients when I ask them who's their top ten percent customers that they really know it. Yeah. Um. That they and they know them by name. I've got one client who it's sixty six customers. Sure. And you need to know them by name, and you need to know how often they shop, and you need to do the little random acts of kindness. Um. But you need to take that 66 to 106 and, you know, and the ability to work digitally through loyalty and CRM systems and email marketing and everything else. Um, but just the ability to connect uh, is just so available these days that why wouldn't you? So um, I, I guess in a, in a long meandering answer, if you want your business to be better, then frankly, get some outside help because... You know, if you want to design a house, you generally get somebody to come and help you. If you want to be a brilliant athlete, you get somebody to help you. You know, if you're not good at marketing, you get digital marketers like yourself in to help you. Um, we just seem to have this stigma that we're all brilliant business people. Uh, and, you know, we've all got a lot to learn. Every day is a school day. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things that I always try and get over to people is, you know, when you're a business owner, and it doesn't matter where, where in your life or your path you are a business owner, you know, you're you're the owner, you're the salesman, you're the project management, you're the customer uh, liaison, you're, you're everything. You hold all these hats. And you've got to have someone like you on board that can actually just bring things into perspective and just show people how they can actually use this better. When do you think is the best time for a business to take on somebody like your uh, like your services? I mean, do you, do, I mean, startup businesses, for example. Sorry, before you answer that one, startup businesses, for example, will say, "Oh, do you know, I haven't got a lot of money, and you know, it's too soon for me to take on." But from my point of view, I would have said that startups, are, particularly, would be someone that would be looking for your services and should be considering your services from day one. I mean, it's like all all services, Mark. Affordability becomes a question, right? And, you know, when you're starting a small business on um, a shoestring and um, a bit of sticky back plastic, paying for advice is, is really difficult. Um, but actually, if, if you think about phases of your business, that startup phase, you need to learn the most and do it the quickest. Well, if you have somebody who's been through startup phases, who understands what are the... What are the 
um, bear pits that you may fall into or what are the opportunities you need to exploit, you'll get there much quicker. So actually, I do work with startups who understand that, that, the, that this is an investment, a bit like buying a piece of equipment um, that gets them moving much, much quicker. And actually, I find generally my most my longest term clients are always frankly the ones that, that, that we start together mm. and you know we learn together because you know i i'm not a I, mean, I don't know everything about everything right so i need to learn a bit about your business but it isn't my business it's your business my job is to help guide and challenge and 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 and, and, and inspire um but if you want to learn quickly and get going faster then getting help is really essential because we can see because we've seen it before whether or not there's a referral marketing platform required or actually good contacts in building websites who you know frankly will get you better better quality of of execution for the same price or you know again you know actually we need to talk to these partners because most most small people most, most startup businesses aren't good at building a support network actually the best businesses are the ones that have got that support network so look i i am a massive fan of startups i love startups i find them really exciting i find the uh, the energy and, and and passion of the owner is amazing i also just just frankly like doing new stuff um but you can go quicker you can get to your milestones quicker it's an investment um and um i'm with you why wouldn't you you know why spend two years learning something you can get done in six months uh, the cost the, co the cost yeah. of that sales profit um loss difference uh will more than more than pay for any investment in assistance i'm gonna i'm gonna sneak another quick question here before we get on to the last one and this is it's a very a very very short answer i feel what's been i would say your most unusual business you've worked with um, I think I think it's um, re it's one I can't tell you about actually. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, and and it and it is such a mad um, thing that this guy wants to bring to market. And you know, it's it's one of those where I don't get it. Right. I, I I don't get it. But that doesn't mean that I'm, that it isn't going to be a brilliant thing. Um, so there's one I can't tell you about. I guess after that. Um, you know, I, I deal with funeral directors to window installers to electricians through to internet retailers. Uh, I quite enjoy the laundry retail at the moment. I mean, oh, okay. if, you could, if, you, if you can sell if you can sell laundry at 130 to 150 quid a pop, you're doing well. Well, um, yeah. Well, what about didn't you do uh, something for like an online circus or something? Oh, I mean, my, my, my longest standing client is the circus company of Columbia. So it's called Cirque Columbia. Uh, and I'm I don't know how long I've been with them. Quite a long time, and we we're going through clearly a really difficult patch where there are you know doing a cash flow a year ago with no sales until September 2021 is pretty bizarre. So uh, you know and and you know learning words like genre, which I can't even spell still. <laughs> uh, but actually, the really interesting thing is it's really entrepreneurial, mm. and it's really customer focused, and it's done with energy. Um, but the CEO understands that she's not a great business person. She's come out of performing. And so, you know, she, she understands all of that. Um, and she's on a 10-year exit plan. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Circus Group of Columbia, I uh, Zoom at the moment a couple of times a week to the south of France where she lives. Um, and I'm destined to go to Columbia when that is allowed because I've nice. got some really Very big nice. plans for that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I, I enjoy all of them. 
Um, I enjoy all of them. I think uh, from myself, my point of view, the weirder the better for me. I've done some really weird uh, companies over the years and I just enjoy the challenge. So before we uh, finish off here, Steve, uh, can you just explain very quickly what the Kickstarter program is and how businesses can get involved? Yeah, uh, no no problem, Mark. So the, the Kickstarter program uh, is a program from the Department of Work and Pensions, the DWP, and it's launched probably about eight months ago. Uh, and it was aimed at giving 18 to 24-year-olds who are on universal credit, so who are claiming um, uh, job seekers allowance, etc., um, real experience in business, real experience at doing real roles. Um, and from a business perspective, it's pretty straightforward. Um, you broadly have to have a role that exists, doesn't exist today, that you're not knocking anybody else's role out or taking any hours away um, to create it. Uh, and if that's the case, it can be for any role in your business. And I'm placing right now architects through to um, digital marketeers through to laborers. Um, so you, you basically have to apply and the application process is pretty straightforward. Um, going through someone like myself, who is a gateway organization is, is the simplest way. Um, and there's a bit of form filling in to do, but um, the government will cover, the Department of Watch and Pension will cover all salary for six months. So it's 25 hours a week for six months and you get all salary, national insurance and pension contributions covered. You'll also get a £1,500 grant at the beginning to pay for a laptop and office stuff and uniforms and training and whatever else it might be. Um, and with that, you can basically apply to have some extra resource to give your business six months of frankly accelerated performance and at the end of it it can happen two things can happen one you've really explored that and the role is amazing you want to keep the person on and you go away and do that and that works really well or secondly you actually think that it hasn't worked I've tested that that was going to work for me it hasn't worked and the placement person leaves you um, but clearly he's got six months of working for you as a reference so they can go into their next role more confident about their abilities, more confident about their skills, and with a reference having worked from you. So it's a great system, great program. Uh, I'm now personally up to just over 60 uh, odd placements with 35 uh, different companies. Um, and that's the point is, there's a, there's a, there is a, a ratio of probably up to about three people per company, um, depending on your size. Um, and it's just, for me, a no brainer. You know, extra resource for your business, Forget the fact that you get the credit at the beginning, the, the, the allowance, that's helpful. But actually, you know, I've got businesses today who really want to take advantage of digital marketing, want to be amazing in it, don't know how. Somebody who's 18 to 24, frankly, probably coming out of university with a degree, um, and certainly I'm placing people with degrees, um, give you a real kickstart to that part of your business. So straightforward, just get in touch, and um, I can help you and guide you through the process. Um, and it's taking usually about three weeks now for applications to be approved uh, and then it's down to how long it takes to fill that role excellent excellent i'm very aware of the time steve so we're going to wrap it up now uh, i'm going to finish off by saying thank you so much for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure uh, continue working with you it's going to be brilliant because you're one of the best business doctors i have come across i'm not just saying that you really are i'm going to put make sure all your contact details are in the comments and descriptions below this podcast so if anyone wants to get hold of you they know where to do that and just want to say thank you so much and look forward to seeing you again soon 
thanks mark and um you know enjoyed chatting away as always uh and you know reciprocating um love and joy to everybody but you know if you want somebody who really does understand how social media digital marketing and websites should work from a commercial perspective uh, you won't find many better than mark and I, I use him regularly with clients and and not just any of my clients all of my clients and my biggest and best ones and um he does a great job um, oh, thank you steve does a great job thank you so much have a fantastic day and i'll uh, talk to you soon